welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Naman Kumar, who after a career thwarting pirates as a marine engineer with Maersk, is now doing his MBA at Smurfit Business School in Dublin. My name is Naman Kumar and I hail and I come from the beautiful city of Lucknow, India. It's about 500 kilometers from the capital, New Delhi, and quite a history happening in there. And now currently I'm based in Dublin and I'm studying the MBA at UCD Michael Smurfett Graduate Business School. Would you kindly walk us through your career to date? Uh, thank you. So I have been the type of kid who would, you know, tinker with toys and split them apart and Absolutely the kind of uh, kid who parents would absolutely hate. So I was very curious. I loved traveling. And while I was just growing up, I had to look for a career option which would just turn me bread and butter, right? So I started digging in and I I just came to know uh, about the career option of Merchant Navy, Merchant Marines, going out to sea and doing all the exciting stuff. So for that, I needed a degree in marine engineering and I was very fortunate to have been accepted in the Bits Pilani program of marine engineering. Bits Pilani, by the way, is one of the world's most exclusive universities and it boasts an acceptance rate of just 1.47%. So in the very second year of the undergraduate program in marine engineering, I was selected by Merce Klein, which is the world's biggest shipping company. So once I was done with my undergraduation, I started sailing on Merce Klein vessels, which are these big, huge vessels that you see out of the ocean. So I started sailing the ships in 2016 and just to give you a sense of how uh, extremely global and diverse the entire profession was, my first ship that I joined, I joined it from Oman. The ship was Danish built and it was running under the flag of Korea. It was headed by a Polish captain. My boss was Ukrainian. The entire crew was Filipino and our destination was Africa. So I was I was extremely amazed at the kind of diversity I was in. And once I started sailing the very first ship, I was among people from various cultures, various nationalities, a very new experience to me, you know. And just two months later, after I joined, the vessel was just cruising to Africa, as I mentioned, right? Our destination was Africa, a city in Kenya. We were passing by uh, the Somalian waters and we had a pirate rack. So a guy who has just joined, who has just started his career, he had so much to take in within those two months. It was just very exciting. So this entire incident, uh, the pirate incident, we, it, I, I'll just quickly walk you through that. It was just, it was a skiff uh, which had armed pirates, the ones that you see in movies with AK-47s and all the fancy weapons. So even though we had armed guards and we had all the protection in the vessel, it was quite adventurous and thrilling to get out of that zone. So entire crisis management stuff came into action. We had to do all the emergency stuff. And we were very, very fortunate that we could just get through that situation. But life at sea demanded me to just, demanded basically all the mariners uh, in the community just go through that exercise over and over because we couldn't just change the route, right? We signed up for it. Our job was to deliver the cargo to our customers as fast as possible. 
So as and when I sailed more and more ships, these experiences only got wild. Uh, just last week, under the MBA program, we have a module which is titled Leadership and Organizational Behavior. And I was just giving a presentation on team dynamics and I was telling them about, I was telling my cohort about the story of my last ship, the last ship that I did before joining the MBA program, wherein our vessel was stuck in thick ice in Canada in the temperatures of minus 35 degrees. And we had to roll out a SOS call. The Canadian Navy came to rescue us. So this entire experience at sea, it, I mean, as fascinating and exciting as it sounds, it did teach me a lot and it was very exciting. It did teach me soft skills like adaptability, resilience, problem solving. So I'm really glad to have that experience under my belt. Absolutely. It's quite exciting, but it really, the, the core soft skills, I feel like it must have given you are really transferable to the MBA, that teamwork, communication, you know, really um, quite quick problem solving skills. They're really mm-hmm. useful and transferable. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd completely agree because, as I mentioned, right, the very first ship that I joined, the entire setting was so diverse. It was so global. I was in in this entire time that I've been sailing. I have worked with uh, over 35 plus nationalities, if I remember well. So this entire setting, I don't think any other profession in such a short span of time could have given me that opportunity. So really fortunate for that experience. Yeah, it's really brilliant. So then it brings us to the next question. Uh, what made you decide mm-hmm. to pursue an MBA? So I was quite inclined to business since the very start because call it uh, the giving of my father who was very much inclined in the markets and all. So I used to see him. Uh, there was this bug within me. And I used to spend a lot of my off time reading about business, startups and everything. So I used this opportunity that I got uh, through the Merchant Marines while I was traveling to these countries to go and network with my alumni from the undergrad program, uh, that was Bits Pilani, my uh, university. And I reached out to them on various docks that I uh, reached, uh, that I docked in during the time in the Merchant Marines. So if, suppose, I'm I, a fancy incident that I remember, we were in Montreal, Canada, and I connected with an alumni. She was studying in McGill, and she was pursuing her MBA there in the DeSoto School of Management, which is the business school uh, in McGill. And I was fortunate enough to go visit that school, see the infrastructure, see how the lectures are being done. So all of these experiences, some of them included going out to business schools, the others included reaching out to people who were working in the industry. I could see the work that they were doing. They were working on something very exciting. So all of these factors combined, I really started thinking and I thought MBA is the next big step, which can really open new avenues for me. So you started your MBA in August. What has been the mm-hmm. experience been like so far? In one word, it has been great. I mean, my class is extremely diverse. Uh, in the class, we have a tech startup CEO, an urban planner, a journalist, and a trained commercial pilot. We are all sharing the same deck, working on extremely diverse projects within the MBA and, and collaborating with each other, you know. So once when I joined the program, I was quite skeptical at how I'd fit in given my uh, very non-traditional background. But I was amazed that the program has been designed to bring in people from various backgrounds of all who who just get to the table, their different work experiences, perspectives on things. 
we've talked a little bit about um, your MBA experience and what it's been like so far. Mm-hmm. Um, given the background that you've come from, mm-hmm. um, which parts of the course are you finding the most challenging or the most rewarding? Uh, thank you, Marie, for that question. That's quite an interesting question. I think uh, apart from the fact that the MBA program, because it's a one-year program at Smurf, it, it is designed to be fast-paced. It is definitely, it, it takes a toll on you as and when you progress to the course. The biggest challenge that I'm facing is, and it's not just me who's facing that, is Loom fatigue. <laughs> as funny as it sounds, see, I, I come from a background wherein my job was quite rough and tough and we were needed to be hands-on, hands-on deck. It was just, you were out there, you were dynamic all the time. And now most of my time is in front of a desktop or workstation wherein I'm staring at the camera, working with teams, collaborating on projects and attending those lectures online. It's after a point, it starts to kind of build up and it, it gives you that vibe that, okay, you need to keep those screen, uh, keep those eyes off the screen, right? I think the most rewarding thing out of my experience in the MBA program is uh, this experience that I brought of collaborating with multinationals within the Merchant Marines. As I mentioned, I had collaborated with over 35 plus nationalities, uh, nationalities during my tenure. So this, this entire setting really taught me to push my boundaries and gel up with people, especially quickly. Uh, it wasn't as quick that I expected it. In uh, It turned out to be in the MBA program. But yeah, I was amazed that I could just gel up with people. I could push through. I could talk to them, understand uh, them better and just work with them on teams to you know just achieve a common goal so that has been really rewarding so moving on from the mba experience what's mm-hmm. next for you and what are you planning to do after your course um so while i was just charting my journey and reverse mapping of where do i want to go and why, while i was looking at the options that i can pursue uh while i was reaching out to alumni in these various different uh, parts of the globe I realized that a good fit for me would be the operation space and preferably within retail, logistics or supply chain. And because I bring that wealth of experience within uh, behind me uh, for logistics and supply chain, I feel I can directly overlap that coupled with uh, whatever I learn in the MBA program. So I'm looking at roles within the logistics or supply chain space in the operations uh, industry. I am also keen on program management roles within the supply chain sector. And as you know, that Dublin has a presence of top IT companies and tech companies, right? Top nine out of 10 companies are based in Dublin and Dublin uh, is like the hotbed for tech and innovation. So all of these companies have various program management roles within logistics or supply chain at offer, especially given the times that we are rolling in the COVID times. They have, they need people who can completely revamp their entire supply chains and not have the reliance on just one country as we had seen in the previous years. Finally, I think a long shot would be strategy and operations consulting uh, because I feel that is one role wherein I could pursue that thing of that knack for solving problems, which I used to do on board on a daily basis. You you chose to study in Dublin. Why why Dublin of all places? Is it because of it's a great hub for all these companies or? Mm-hmm. Uh, so while I was shortlisting the MBA programs and looking at all the top B schools, I 
I had some clear filters. So I wanted a one-year program, one-year MBA program because I wanted to transition back to the MBA market soon. I was also keen on places which were featured within, uh, which had, uh, which were featured within Economist and Financial Times. And UCD Michael Smurfit Graduate Business School has been consistently rated for the, uh, for the last 15 years within the top 100 B schools globally. And it's the best B school in Ireland. I was also keen on studying the MBA in the capital city of a country because I firmly believe that whatever you are learning, if you're close to the industry and you can convey what you have learned to the industry, if you are within that reach and uh, within that reach of a stone throw distance, it becomes easier to transition back to the professional journey and connect with people all through this way. So that this entire fact that uh, Michael Smurfit Business School uh, was located in Dublin, which has the presence of these top IT companies. The industry is just, what, six kilometers away from the place that the campus is located. And the school has such a vast presence of alumni spread across the country, which is small in comparison to other companies. So that really made it quite interesting at the fact. And couple that with the fact that I got a good scholarship from the school. So it was an obvious choice for my next step uh, in the career. So my final question is, mm-hmm. what tips would you give to people um, coming from a similar background to yourself who were thinking of doing an MBA? <laughs> I could not, an year back, I could not have imagined that I'd come to a place where I'd be giving advice to people of similar background. But okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'd say when I look back at my journey, right, and I, when I look back at the interactions that I have with my uh, juniors or peers back from the undergrad program or people in the industry, I feel a lot of people in this industry are very uh, are very curious to just make the move because life at sea takes a toll. So I'd say a decision such as this, it's a big decision because you can't go back and reverse it, right? After your undergrad, undergrad program, you still have a choice. You can make a move uh, in the master's, but this is the final step. So I'd say this needs a conscious thought and take it easy. Reach out to people on LinkedIn, reverse map your journey. Think of what you really want to do. Look for people who are doing the exact same thing that you want or aspire to do and then see how they got there. It's really important. This step, a lot of people in this industry ignore the step and they just jump onto the process, they enroll into programs and then look out for options of what they can do. So give it a serious thought, talk to people and I'm more than happy to help you. You can reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to walk you through the mistakes that I made and the key learnings that I have got from this entire journey from the high seas coming to one of the best universities in Ireland and studying the Android program. Thank you, Naman. That's really um that's really kind to of you to, to offer that to to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um and I really I really identify with what you say about the MBA being more of a not more of a commitment than undergrad necessarily, but I guess a slightly more final step. It is it is a big commitment in the way that, that an undergrad degree isn't. And I know for me definitely. that was that was the scary part. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. It it does require a lot of commitment and more than that, you absolutely need to be clear of what you want to do. Because if you have that vision planned out, if you have that journey plotted in your head, then you can squeeze in way more within that MBA program. Uh, 
because there's so much to do and you have very limited time, especially in a one-year program. So if you know the direction that you want to head to, you can mold your journey in that particular uh, aspect and you can just squeeze through uh, the entire experience. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, Facebook and LinkedIn under The Modern MBA, and on Twitter at MBA Modern. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.